Behind the Shades. Isaac Murden, first of all, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me today. Um, first of all, I can be located on on YouTube on the Isaac Murden Network. And if you guys have Podbing, you can reach me at imurden96.podbing.com. That is my um, podcast called The Den. It's stories for the soul. So um, first of all, me, I'm a father of four. I'm currently from Washington, D.C. Um, I work for a medical hospital here in New York City. And what I do, I'm a clinician and I oversee a rehab unit in New York. And what we do is we try to guide and help individuals that suffer from alcohol and substance abuse, violence prevention, um, back into the community, um, transitioning back into different, different rehab programs, outpatient treatment programs, housing programs, um, long-term treatment facilities and everything else that's associated with um, getting um, men and women back to society so they can be um, productive members of society. So that's just a little piece of what I do. Perfect. Thank you for sharing. It sounds like you have quite the, what's the word I want to look for? It's like you have quite the um, um, food on your plate, as they would say, right? Like you're helping so many other people in this life. So how did you get into that? Well, actually, um, me personally, I'm a recovering addict myself. And um, it was something that, that just fell into my lap once I moved here to New York. And I started off in mental health. I did mental health for about four or five years. And then I started working um, at a level two facility for children. I'm called Lincoln Hall. I'm currently um, an administrator there. I'm still working there part time on the weekends, and um, and then from there, you know, I got, I got into substance abuse, which was very rewarding because for one, I can relate to it, and for two, you know, it was challenging. And it, you know, it's been I've been doing that now almost 25 years, also. So um, yes, my plate is pretty pretty full, you know, with you know, the work and then being a full-time dad and a full-time husband, as you know, um, it, it just doesn't stop. But you know what? I never complain and I'm loving every minute of it. Working with those who are recovering from addiction and things of that nature, you must come across many parents who are trying to bounce back and make sure they're clean or at least in a position to continue to be the parent that they would always want it to be. Have you come across that type of scenario as well? Um, we, I come across um, those types of scenarios every day. 80% um, of our population is men. And 75% and of the population that are men, they are fathers. And due to addiction, addiction has taken them away from their father, fatherly responsibilities. And, you know, um, when you're talking about addiction and dealing with addiction, it's either one or the other. It's either, you know, your addiction or trying to be, you know, a parent, productive citizen in society, husband, boyfriend, partner, whatever, whatever the case may be. And many times they choose their addiction. So what happens is many, many of these uh, fathers are out of the homes, out of, our, out of their kids' life. And one of the things that come up a lot of times in our group sessions is, is fathering. You know, um, they talk about, you know, how much they've been out of their kids' life. And many of them talked about how their kids has turned out to be just like them. 
I know when I speak to a few people who are recovering from addiction, they tell me a story and sometimes it's painful to hear that you don't beat it, meaning that you don't ever get rid of it. It's something that you have to continue to walk that path and walk that journey to remain away from the addiction. Is that accurate to say? It is very accurate. Um, addiction is a lifelong process. It's an everyday process. For some individuals, it's an hourly process and it's a minute process, depending on where you are in your addiction. And, I, and I, one thing I express when I talk to my guys, I say, the, you know, the longer that you're clean, the harder you have to fight because you're only a one decision away. It's only one decision. And that one decision can, can ruin the rest of your life because addiction is mean. Um, it has no friends. It has no love for you. You know, the ultimate goal for addiction is to um, dominate, persecute, and, you know, last but not least, um, kill you. That must be a tough path to walk, not only for yourself because you're recovering from it, but you're also helping others because there's probably people out there who are thinking, I can't ever be in a position where I would choose something else over my children. But you don't know what that person is going through because that's how strong that addiction and that scenario is. What are some of the ways that maybe someone like me who who doesn't maybe suffer from an addiction can understand and be a resource to those who are recovering from addiction and trying to be the best father or mother that they want to be? You know, you could keep it really simple. Just lose your, use your life experiences. Um, talk about, you know, some of your personal struggles, because just because you're, you're not a, um, a victim of addiction, you most definitely can teach somebody, you know, how to live life on tight life terms. And really, that's where it starts. Um, most, most of our men, you know, that, that are suffering from addiction, they also have childhood trauma. You know, they suffer from different, not just childhood trauma, but different types of trauma. Um, they've been physically and emotionally abused. Um, some has been sexually abused. And so, you know, as men, you know, we're very prideful. So it's like, we're not, I'm not going to talk about that. So what happens is that they stuff it and it sits in the pit of their belly and they don't have the self-confidence and they don't trust. So what happens, a lot of them turn to the disease of addiction just to try to deal with the excess of trauma that um, that they go through. And that's just one level of it. What are some of the other ways that fathers particularly are trying to fight against when it comes to the issues and maybe some of the stigma of raising good children as a father? You know, when it comes to addiction and, and fatherhood and the stigmas that come along with um, being a good fatherhood in that in that same realm, you can't worry about the stigmas. Um, the one thing I always say, it takes work and it takes vulnerability and it takes resources and having a network and having people in your life that you know what, you can pick up the phone and that you can call and you can talk to and you can express to whoever is in your network what's going on, how you feeling, and you can get some comparable, if some, some, some suggestions and some tough love because it is not easy. You know, being a father myself for four, um, my first three kids, due to my addiction, I wasn't in their life. So, you know, um, I, I tell people all the time, you know, the Lord gave me one more chance. I have a 22-year-old at home. And, 
you know, when he was born, the one thing that I knew that I hadn't acquired was the skills to be a father. So, you know, I just asked the Lord to give, give me the strength and allow me to let this little boy, this brand new baby into the world, teach me how to be a father. And I worked on it. And in that process, you know, working on trying to rebuild relationships that were torn because of your addiction, because of your absence, it takes work. And some, and sometimes you don't have to go through that pain and that misery. You're going to have to look at it in the face and you're going to have to deal with it the way that it is.